The book of Genesis ends with Joseph in a position of authority in Egypt, the entire family of Jacob safe and secure with Joseph, and a clear picture of a God who guides and provides and defends his people. Some four centuries later, as the book of Exodus opens, the picture has changed dramatically. Where is the God who relentlessly seeks a relationship with his people, who pursues them and draws them into his presence, who guides and provides and defends? The people of God are now slaves, harshly oppressed in the same country where God once led them in order to provide for them. Now, over time, the place of blessing has become a place of captivity. The former wanderers are tied down. And life with God often involves such contradictions. We live long stretches of time between promise and fulfillment. And what we choose to believe about God during those times shapes our experience with Him. And like Israel, we cry out to Him for deliverance. And as with Israel, God hears. He may not respond as quickly as we would want him to. Israel wasn't delivered until some 80 years after a brutal Pharaoh had tried to extinguish a generation of Hebrew males. But God does hear and he does respond. Faith compels us to persevere until he does. And when the time comes for God to deliver Israel, he uses someone to lead the way who himself has been delivered. As a child, Moses survived the extermination of the Hebrew males because his parents had floated him in the Nile River and because he was then discovered by Pharaoh's daughter. He'd learned the ways of Egypt but identified with his own people to the point that he fled into exile. And at an age of 40, after trying to defend them in his own strength, 40 years later, God encounters him in the form of a burning bush, calls him against his objections to return to the courts of reigning Pharaoh. Possibly someone he had grown up with uh, and who would remember the reasons for his exile. Now, it's an absurd plan, a seeming suicide mission. Moses' protest aren't unfounded at least on the surface. And yet it comes with divine guarantees. God wants to free his people. Why? So that they can worship him freely. The first part of Exodus is a familiar one with many, uh, because it's entertaining for Sunday school and uh, Sunday school lessons and dramatic movies, executing a series of 10 plagues to convince Pharaoh to let his people go. Each one an affront to the power of Egypt's gods and an affirmation of God's own power as the one true God. The I am who I am. The last of the plagues is particularly harsh, but necessarily so. The captors of God's people don't give up their claims easily. But the death of Egypt's firstborn sons in this plague secures Israel's freedom, just as the death of God's own son would one day secure the freedom of all who believe. Both events involve a covenant of blood. Apparently, God rescues are often traumatic. His pursuits of a relationship with his people costs a lot. The climax of this deliverance is the miraculous escape through the Red Sea. And after Pharaoh 
changes his mind and pursues the newly freed captives, God leads them into an exceedingly vulnerable position at the edge of the sea. It looks like disaster. Why would this God, who has promised deliverance, to the point has miraculously obtained it, puts the people in such a difficult spot? We ask that question often because we find ourselves in similar situations. We follow God and somehow land in predicaments. And like Israel, we mutter complaints about the guidance or the lack of guidance we have received. We scarcely realize the deliverance of God which has been planned. Even when it seemed a long time coming, we can know there's glory in his victories. However, they come and victory in Exodus, a certain slaughter averted by a deliverance so thorough that the enemy is destroyed in the process, becoming the defining moment in Israel's history, hundreds of years after Israel had passed, the, uh, passed between the parted waters and the Egypt's army drowned when the gap disappeared, the psalmist would celebrate the power God demonstrated on that day. God, who had seemed absent for four centuries, shows himself in a way that will be remembered and celebrated forever, even today. The Egyptian captivity and the Exodus show us that God's works can be both slow and sudden. They take years to develop and are executed in a moment. They may be frustrating at times and it always gives us a reason to hope. So don't give up. Persevere.